Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Easy Conversations, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I sit down with Burke Gunderson. Burke shares his uh, story about his lifelong battle with anxiety and depression. Uh, Burke talks about uh, the onset of anxiety in his life and how it's been a constant struggle for him. He also talks about the struggle he has between anxious and depressive symptoms and the work he's been doing to continue to battle through the symptoms. Uh, Burke also talks about some of the tips and tools that have worked for him over the years. I hope you can get a lot out of this episode and if at the end you can leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. Well, Burke, I appreciate you taking the time today and joining the podcast. Super grateful for uh, coming on here and and sharing your story. So before we get started, uh, you know, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, where you where you're located, and then we'll kind of get into your story. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, happy to be here. Um, appreciate the opportunity. So my name is Burke Gunderson and I'm based out of Utah in the United States. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of experiences over, you know, most of my adult life uh, with anxiety and depression. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nursing student right now and I, I study a lot of this stuff. And, um, you know, my purpose is kind of to, to help people be informed and to, you know, understand their condition and also do it in a way that's, you know, from somebody who's been there and mm-hmm. who's, um, you know, been through a lot of the similar things that, that people go through. And, you know, I started this thing called the anxious resistance, um, which is my kind of media group. And, you know, I do it with some friends uh, right now and we, we just try to help people be inspired and educated and help them overcome their difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. And I guess, um, from the perspective of being a nursing student and like recently I've been reading a lot about, uh, compassion fatigue, um, in the sense where, you know, being, being in that field, you often through empathy or just uh, through the distress of your patients, you often take on some of their own distress or whether it's, or compassion fatigue, which can often lead to burnout. Um, Is that something you've also experienced? Um, It is. um, The nursing field is, is a pretty difficult one and it's pretty apparent that there's a lot of issues right now, you know, especially with the pandemic going on. Um, of nurses being overworked and not getting the self-care time that they need. And I have experienced that myself. I'm not currently working um, while I'm in nursing school Mm -hmm. full-time, but I have worked in the field for years. And yeah, that's a, that's a true thing uh, that compassion fatigue. Um, Sometimes nurses have to step away and this happens a lot. They have to step away from the field for a while because they just, they just have given so much of themselves that they, they don't have a whole lot left to give. So that's, that's definitely true. And, 
you know, it hasn't really been a huge part of, of my experience with anxiety and depression. Um, but I do see people that that, that affects a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess touching on like the anxiety and depression, like, you know, when, I guess, when do you think, you know, you started experiencing it? And how long did it take you to realize, like what it actually was? So that's, that's actually a pretty interesting story. So the first time I had an issue really was when I was 17. So I was a junior in high school and uh, I was having some issues with, with like my friend group. I, I talk about this a lot in, in my videos, but mm -hmm. uh, what happened was people were kind of just <clears throat> going their separate ways. Like a lot of people do in high school and, and I was just having a lot of issues and, and feeling like I was being left behind. And uh, it all started this one day. I remember I was up late. Um, actually, no, sorry, I wasn't up late. That was a different part of the story. But uh, mm -hmm. I remember I was home from school. I was home from school sick one day. And this is when cell phones were a thing. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, nobody's texting me today. Nobody's been like, hey, where are you at? We noticed you weren't at school and all this stuff. And that honestly is kind of what triggered it for me was I, I started to feel like maybe nobody noticed, maybe nobody cared, um, which looking back on it, I don't really think was true. But in my mm -hmm. mind, that's that's how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. And that triggered this, this anxiety that built up over the next week or so. And it turned into just like this full-blown panic that lasted for three months. You know, I didn't eat, I didn't sleep. I had to drop out of classes at school. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like understanding what was happening to me, I think I was, you know, at first I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was just, I thought I was going crazy. Um, you know, I couldn't focus on anything and it was such a struggle to, mm -hmm. to just get anything productive done. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't sleepy. I wasn't eating. Um, and it just, it, it really killed me. And, uh, I did end up seeing a therapist. Um, luckily my, my parents had both worked actually in uh, the psychiatric field and had some connections, you know, they hadn't worked there in a long time, but still knew some people and, and got me in pretty quick to see somebody, um, which I know a lot of people have to wait a long time. So I was very lucky that that, that happened um, and started to kind of understand what was going on, that this was anxiety, um, that this was, you know, panic that I was dealing with mm -hmm. um, and not that I was, you know, losing my mind but <laughs> there were times where I I was just so in my own world that I thought I was you know disassociating from from reality even mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's it was pretty wild yeah yeah and I think um I mean obviously like it, it must be tough because you know there's been times during this pandemic where you're kind of in lockdown sitting at home alone and everyone's kind of like at home and you don't hear from people um, there's nowhere to go, <clears throat> excuse me. And that also, I think, can create feelings of anxiety and, and potentially depression, right? So, so I think 
for people that have experienced that, you know, just being mindful of it rather than just um, tucking it away and, and not thinking it's a big deal because uh, those are some of the, the feelings that can arise. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think there are a lot of circumstances where, where people just kind of, you know, tuck those feelings away and don't don't recognize them, don't don't allow themselves to feel it. Mm-hmm. And it just just makes it worse over time. And 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 honestly, back to my, you know, original experience, that's probably a lot of what happened to me was, you know, I had all these feelings of, you know, you know, being left behind of um, you know, of feeling like maybe nobody cared and all this stuff. And I think it probably been been going on for a little while. And I just, I, I never understood it enough to express it or to talk about it. Um, and that's probably what led to, you know, my full blown panic that lasted for so long. And so, yeah, I like what you're saying. You know, it, it's funny though, cause the pandemic in, in a lot of ways has been actually kind of good for my mental health. Cause, uh, I feel like the pressure's off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I have to be going out every weekend and, you know, hanging out with people and, mm-hmm. you know, like that social pressure's off a little bit. So it's kind of funny. Cause I think, I think there are a few people in my boat and that's not to, to, to say that those are, that are struggling, um, mm-hmm you know, not to invalidate them, but, uh, you know, for, for me, it actually has kind of been good because that, that pressure is off, which, which is funny. Cause then you think, well, maybe a lot of it has to do with the pressure we put on ourselves and, and that society puts on us to, to do those things. So, yeah, for sure. And I think part of it is also dependent on your personality type, right? If you're an introvert versus an extrovert, and I guess when you, you know, for, for extroverted people, they get a lot of their energy by being around others. So when right. that's taken away, they just probably feel like something's missing and I'm kind of somewhere in between. So I need my time of social, uh, socialization. And when that's not available, it does feel hard for me at times, but there's other times where I just appreciate just being at home and getting my own time and, and, you know, um, that introvert part of me where, you know, I can just regain myself, ground myself, just being at home uh, and not have to like be around others. Um, and it depends on the type of energies you surround yourself with too. Um, obviously there's uh, negative energy doesn't help either. So, so yeah, no, I think that's an important point too, where, you know, many people are feeling less pressure because of the, the pandemic. Um, I guess in your case, so going back to like, you know, you were able to like, at least through your parents, able to get therapy, uh, probably early on, I guess, compared to most other people who may not even know what's going on. Um, Like, how did the therapy help? Was it able to identify what it was you were going through? Or you already kind of had an idea that whatever it is, it's associated with anxiety? So the therapy was really key. Um, and, and I went during this three month, four month period, excuse me. Um, and it really helped me recognize, you know, what was going on because, you know, I can express to you now that I, you know, the feelings that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. And back then, I don't think, 
I could have I could have done that because I hadn't talked about it. I hadn't explored, you know, the feelings that I was having. And and therapy was huge for that. And the therapy was also huge to understand, you know, the physiological things that were going on that, you know, my heart rate's really high because I'm anxious. Um, I can't sleep because I'm anxious. I'm nauseous, so I'm not eating because of the anxiety. And, um, you know, understanding that that your body can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had to start some medications at the time. You know, I had to take some stuff to help me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So, so not only was I seeing a therapist, I was seeing a, a, a physician as well. So... Um, yeah. 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 And, and then I guess, did it help putting a label to it? Like in terms of like knowing what it was and being able to like talk about it saying, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with anxiety and you know, this is a struggle, but at least like I'm, I'm trying to work through it and figure it out. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it, it was funny because, I've always been pretty good about like talking about it. You know, I think once I kind of realized what was going on, I wasn't afraid to tell people that, Hey, this is, you know, why I seem kind of despondent or like, I'm not listening to you. It's cause I'm, you know, so anxious in my mind that I'm, I'm having a hard time following what was going on. And I would tell people that, and <clears throat> it was pretty incredible how many other people would come forward and be like, Hey, I, I deal with something similar. You know, I have a friend who's like, Oh, I, I deal with some OCD and I'd have another friend who's, you know, I deal with some ADHD and other friends who, you know, I have some bipolar and take medication for that. And I was always surprised how many people would come forward and say, you know, I struggle with something similar. And, uh, you know, you know, that was a big help to me to feel Mm -hmm. like that I wasn't alone. And even other people who, you know, struggled with anxiety and depression and stuff. And, and that was, that was always pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when were you able to feel that, you know, you kind of had a better handle on it? And, and what were some of the things you were doing actively to kind of mitigate uh, those feelings, right? So I know you mentioned medication and stuff like that, but were you doing some active stuff to, to like reduce the likelihood of those feelings coming up? Um, yeah, I think I definitely learned to realize like some thought patterns that would lead down that road, you know, when I would overgeneralize things and, you know, something bad would happen or, or maybe I wasn't getting along as well as I was hoping to with somebody that day that all of a sudden I generalized it to everybody. Oh, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to do anything with me. And which just wasn't true. So I had to recognize that thought pattern. And another thing was, you know, with the anxiety, I I felt like I had to take on everything all at once Mm -hmm. um, rather than, you know, just, just do what you got to do today um then do what you got to do tomorrow take it a day at a time I had to you know really learn to do that and I I still have to do that um all the time and and you know kind of know what your limitations are as well Mm -hmm. um that that's a big thing that I have to do because I tend to be the kind of person that likes to you know have a full calendar and you know have stuff going on but I have to understand that you know 
I got to take some time for myself and I got to take some time to, to say, to say no, um, that I can't do this now. It's going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. And, and prioritizing as well, you know, some things are definitely more important to get done than others. And just like learning what those things are, what you can put off, you know, until later deal with another time when you're less busy, mm-hmm. um, rather than feeling like you have to do everything all, all at once. Yeah, no, I think that's really important to, to kind of slow things down and pause and um, you know, we were t- talking about the pandemic earlier and personally for me, um, with the lockdowns and things being shut down, it, it allowed me to like slow things down and, and just pause, right. And not be on the go all the time. So I think in that, pers- from that perspective, it was, it was positive in the sense where it really allowed me to like, just focus on the small things and prioritize those and appreciate those little things because often I was just so I kept myself so busy with uh, just being out all the time and and doing stuff whether it was playing sports going to the gym hanging out with friends and just that finding that little time of just stillness as I call it was so important um, because you're able to actually deal with some of the thoughts that are going on in your head rather than avoiding them. So yeah, I think that's kind of stuff you're talking about. Um, I guess, you know, we've touched on anxiety a little bit. And, you know, often, uh, if you look at depression, like if anxiety, almost like that's kind of the, the, uh, the early stages. And if it's not dealt with, often, it can lead to depression. Uh, Was that the case? for you or you were able to deal with it a lot sooner that it didn't get to that point or there were often times where things got progressively worse and and then you you did feel depression at times but it wasn't as bad so yeah that's definitely you know what happened to me um we've talked about that that first kind of incident that i had that lasted for three or four months um Luckily, it was kind of like at the end of the school year, I crashed a little bit in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was young, and I think I kind of bounced back fairly quickly. Um, but, you know, I'd been dealing, I've been dealing with this now for, you know, 10 years. And I've had times where it started with that, that panic, um, you know, after I had graduated from high school, I had had kind of a relapse and had that same panic again for, for several months. And, you know, it was so bad that it did, it turned to depression, um, right after, cause your body just can't handle that anxious state for, for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when I was young, I probably handled it even longer than, than I could now, but, um, I hit that phase where I, yeah, I, I crashed and, you know, I was still like feeling anxious inside, but I couldn't be anxious anymore because my body couldn't do it. And, and so I was, I was depressed and, you know, then the, the sadness came, um, you know, I, I started sleeping a lot and, you know, I, I still, 
you know, I was tired all the time, but I was still anxious. So I still wasn't sleeping like well. So it's not like I was getting well rested. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of, it just kind of got worse. And, and usually depending on how bad the anxiety was, uh, determines how bad the, the depression crash would be for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's recognizing that the two are, are tied together, right? It's just two different, two different reactions to the same sort of stressor, the same sort of, you, you know, emotional strain that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was nice is, at least within the depressive state, you know, I could, I could follow conversations and, uh, you know, so I think counseling was a little bit more effective for me when I was depressed versus anxious and, you know, physiologically, the two are just are so tied together. I mean, Mm -hmm. almost, almost always, if you have one, you have the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would be the reason why is is because you know your body can't handle the anxiety for so long and some people just tend to go to the depression first Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um but but the same feelings lead to either of them right and so you know you have to learn to address what the real problem is what's really bothering you Mm -hmm. um and, and get past you know the symptoms and and you know, a lot of times it does, it, t- it takes medication to help get you there because there's, there's biological factors that mm-hmm. are just, you know, almost completely out of your control to overcome um, without a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's been my case. You know, I've been on Prozac for um, maybe it's been four or five years now. And that one's helped me a lot. And, and, and other things that I do that I, I talk about on my channel that have really, you know, helped me from that physiological standpoint. And, and you know, but you got to have both. I mean, you got to have the therapy too, um, or else you'll probably just, you'll probably just relapse. I mean, they're, they're both skills or, or techniques that you have to have to help you, you know, live your best life. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Thanks for sharing that. I think I mean, the, the, the triggering feelings are, are the same for both anxiety and depression. And I guess, uh, I mean, your thought patterns do kind of change from what I've understood, like, you know, with anxiety, like you said, it, it's the feelings of panic and, and the constant worry, whereas depression, it's, it's almost on the side of just not feeling motivated enough, right? Like it's sleeping, not being able to get out of bed, just not feeling like doing anything, not talking to people, not wanting to be around others. Um, so, so it's just being aware of some of those symptoms uh, with, with the two. Um, so, and just being mindful of it. And, and like you said, sometimes medication is needed and sometimes you can do things actively, whether it's therapy. Um, I know a lot of people like through mindfulness, uh, whether it's meditation, yoga, um, walking, journaling, a lot of that also helps people. Are those some of practices you've adopted over the last few years? And if so, have they helped uh, with your journey? Um, Yeah, definitely. There there are some. I know uh, when I get in in depressive states, you know, I haven't done this in a while, but, uh, you know, I, in my journal, I would always write, you know, things that I was grateful for. 
and you know things in life that were good and uh, I think one of the biggest things that helped me was was remembering you know what I lived for uh, you know the people that I loved and cared about and and felt the same about me mm-hmm. and I would remember those things um, another thing that I had to do um, when this first started is, you know, I think, I think people are sensitive to different things. And for me, like, I'm pretty sensitive to like music. Mm-hmm. Music makes me feel, you know, however the music is, sometimes it's, it's sad or angry or, you know, just upbeat. Um, but I tend to, to feel those feelings pretty fully when I'm, I'm listening to music. And, and what I had to do is, you know, there were you know, some self-destructive things I would listen to back in the day. And, you know, I had to, I had to eliminate those from, from things that I, you know, was listening to. And, and that was a big help for me, um, you know, to focus on the positive instead of the negative. Um, but that's also not to discount that sometimes you do need to, you do need to feel a little sad for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll listen to a song that's kind of angry just cause I feel angry and I kind of need to express that a little bit. Um, but, but that was a big thing for me to, to change, you know, what I was listening to. Um, but, but yeah, um, exercise has helped me a lot in recent years. Um, it didn't really help me when, when things were really bad in the beginning, mm-hmm. just because I think I was, I was so dysfunctional that, um, I just, I just couldn't get there. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting because when I, when I was depressed and I'd go exercise, what would happen actually is, is I would just get anxious afterward, you know, mm-hmm. cause I would, I would you know, I'd have, I'd have some serotonin again yeah, and I'd feel good. I got some endorphins flowing, but then that just allowed me to be anxious again. And, and I would just burn it off and end up, you know, back where I was before. So it almost seemed kind of, kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since, you know, like I kind of mentioned, I actually kind of prefer the depressive state over the anxious state. Um, so I didn't like, the exercise would put me back into kind of an anxious state. Um, but, but in recent years, the exercise has, has really helped me a lot. And, you know, I think exercise is so key to changing, you know, how you think, um, because it allows, you know, that neuroplasticity to happen. And, and, and when you exercise, you, you learn better and your, and your thoughts change faster and, and you're able to adapt more. And, and maybe that's, that's part of why I had such an issue when I was younger. I, I didn't exercise a lot, you know, in mm-hmm. high school, you know, maybe that's because I was so busy with studies and things anyway, but I, I didn't make time for something like that. Um, so that's something that I've definitely come to realize has, has been a big help for me, but but I also understand that sometimes exercise is, is not a, not necessarily a help. I think you have to be at a, a certain level of functionality before it, it really helps. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and I think uh, that's something important you've highlighted because being aware of whether or not something's helping and just because, you know, people kind of tend to recommend exercise because it's worked for them or, or kind of like it's the go-to thing, being aware of how it impacts you, right? And I guess for you, at a, there was a point where the exercise was making you more anxious while it was helping with the depression but you know for you it wasn't at that point in your life it wasn't the best thing to, to be anxious you, you know so that's an important thing to highlight being aware of what helps and what doesn't help and and knowing what you're feeling rather than what other people are recommending so so just being mindful of that and and I guess doing the things that actually make you feel better um and and for everyone there's different methods and and practices that help and there are certain things that don't work so so keeping that in mind and i guess one of the other things you touched on uh, briefly was was the music and i want to kind of highlight that is you know we tend to whether it's music or uh type of movies or tv shows we watch or even like um, uh, the people we surround ourselves with. <clears throat> and if there's a certain negativity uh, associated with that, you're going to, especially if you're sensitive and, you know, at that point where you're feeling anxious and you're, you're bound to feel things more. And, and by surrounding yourselves, uh, self with something like that, you're going to take on those feelings, right? So, um, the point I'm trying to make is be aware of even the people you surround yourself with, right? So if there's a certain sense of negativity and you're feeling a little bit more sensitive, you're going to feel that negativity as well and carry it with you. So just being mindful of what you need and what kind of energy you need. And it's not always easy to kind of go find positivity, uh, whether it's with people or just outside, uh, but just trying to surround yourself with that kind of energy because it can uh, help with whatever you're struggling with. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and, you know, you touched on, you know, media, music and, and friends and all these things are, are so important. And, you know, I, I had to make some adjustments as well to, you know, the people that I was around Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say that was, that was the hardest adjustment just because, um, you know, early on when it all started, you know, my, all my struggles kind of involved the people around me, mm -hmm. um, you know, but later in life now, you know, I'm, I'm finally at a point where I'm secure enough that I can say, Hey, I don't, I don't need you in my life. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you tend to bring this, this negativity that just, that just brings me down, then I'm okay with letting it go. And I think back then I, I wasn't okay with letting it go. Like, I felt like I had to have that, that connection with, you know, everybody or whatever. But now, now I feel like, you know, if, if there isn't some give and take in a relationship, you know, say it's, that's, that's my tendency is to be all give and somebody else be the all take. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with letting those things go now and, and letting those relationships not, not be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my but, uh, 
it's it's funny I, I thought of this when you when you mentioned like the media you watch you know tv shows uh movies um it was kind of interesting when when i hit the depressive state uh there was actually a show that i watched that i felt like helped me a lot um and it may even sound kind of counterintuitive it, those that have seen it before but i watched a lot of house md i don't know if, if you've <laughs> yeah, seen yeah. it before yeah um but you know, there's a lot of, of a struggle in the show. Um, you know, that's part of why I love it because it really shows this this humanity side of things and 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 the like the true human condition mm-hmm. and and that people suffer and that life's difficult and and it's hard. But it also kind of it's also kind of about like getting through that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and finding some meaning in it. Um, you know, whether, whether you're religious or not, or, or, or whatever, but, but that helped me because I, I felt like when I watched that show, that like, I wasn't alone, that like, there are other people struggling. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not always mental health either. It's, you know, sometimes it's, it's physical. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's, it's even financial, sometimes it's addictions. And, um, but I just, I, I just felt so much better and I still love that show to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's still, it's just like my go-to to watch, especially if, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling down, uh, because it's got good humor in it as well. Uh, sometimes bordering on the inappropriate side of things, but, uh, you know, it, it just, it just always made me feel better mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to be the case for everybody when they watch it, but, but for me, it really was. And, and I still go to that show. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's important to, cause you did mention from that, the perspective of the show, uh, the resiliency aspect. Right. And, and I think that is something very important because, you know, every, like you said, everyone's struggle is different. It could be mental health. It could be financial. It could be, uh, you know, physical health. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the way to get through it is through being resilient and that could look different for everyone too. So I think, you know, what you touched on is very important in the sense that being able to identify with that resiliency and, and telling yourself that only I can get through this. Um, and it's my job to, to find a way and, you know, you could take your time through it, you know, and, and there's no prescribed method or journey. Uh, everyone's journey is different. So, uh, but as long as you're, you're focused on that resiliency, that's important. Um, and one of the things I wanted to touch on, like, uh, when we're talking about surrounding ourselves with the right kind of energies, it doesn't mean that we avoid whatever we're feeling, right? So I know you talked about when you would listen to that music, it was because you were feeling sad or you were feeling angry. And it's being able to recognize those feelings, uh, put a name to them uh, and not avoid them, but yeah, like identify those feelings and find a way to work through them. Uh, So I just wanted to highlight that, you know, when I say surround yourself with those kinds of energies, whether it's through media or people, uh, it doesn't mean that you're avoiding those feelings. 
it, it means that you're identifying them and then finding a way to work through them. Yeah, definitely. And that's still something that, that I find myself expressing to other people a lot. Um, you know, if I'm having a rough day and I seem a little down or something, um, you know, family will be like, oh, you know, don't feel sad. Don't worry about it. And, and usually I kind of, I kind of shoot back with, well, it's okay for me to feel this way for a little while. I'm like, um, you know, I, I had a pretty rough day on mm -hmm. Tuesday this week. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was the day I had to reschedule with you. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I just, I was just having a rough day. A lot of things really fell through for me that day. And uh, I, I had to tell my family, I said, hey, I'm allowed to, to feel sad about this for a little bit. Um, and I said, if I don't, if I don't let myself feel this way for a little while and work through this feeling, then I said, I'm going to be angry for weeks. I'm going to be upset. I said, it's just going to build if I just ignore it. Mm -hmm. So I just need to feel this way for a little while and that's okay. And that's healthy because mm -hmm. I, I, I think too often our our intention in society is to just like, it's, it's not okay to feel this way. Like you need to not feel sad. You need to not, not feel um, anxious or worried um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's not good. But, but the reality is actually the opposite. You need to let yourself feel that way and work through it. Like you say, uh, to come out the other end or else, or else you're going to have a real problem at some point, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you're going to have some serious, you know, anxiety, depression over whatever it is, unless you work through it. Yeah. So, so that's something that I, I have to point out to people a lot. It's just, Hey, let me work through this. I'll be okay. It might take a day or two of me feeling down, but I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I'll be better than if I ignored it. Right. Right. And by <clears throat> ignoring it, it, it often comes out in different ways. Right. And I think, like you said, in society, the tendencies, Hey, uh, you're having a bad, bad day. Let's go for a drink or, or even people themselves saying, oh, I need a drink. And it, I, you know, that's just numbing the pain and, and avoiding it rather than actually facing it and sitting in it, uh, and working through it. Right. And I mean, you can avoid it for a little bit, but if you just kind of tuck it away and, and not come back to it, like you said, it's going to show up in different ways and, and it could be often, worse <laughs> and, and yeah. unhealthy. So, so I think it's important to make that distinction. Um, I guess, you know, we've touched on a lot here and, um, it, you know, it, at the end of the day, if, if you wanted to like share some tools or things that have worked for you and for others that may be struggling in, in a similar way, whether it's anxiety or depression um, and if they're in the early stages or kind of in the latter stages or somewhere in between, what are some things you could share um, for people? Um, it's kind of hard to nail it down to one thing, but I think one of the biggest things for me ha has been um, faith I'm a pretty religious person. Mm -hmm. um, and that really helped me through 
a lot of difficulty. Um, even, you know, when, when things seem totally hopeless, you know, at times when I even was suicidal, you know, I always held on to this hope that, that there's things that are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And, and part of what I did too is, is, is educated myself too. You know, I looked at this is, this is what the treatments are. This is what the options are for me. Um, you know, I mentioned it. I tried 15 different medications uh, before I finally found one that worked. Cause I, you know, I went from like SSRIs all the way around the whole circle and uh, you know, had a lot of bad side effects with a lot of things, but j- just holding on to things will get better. Um, there's so many different ways that these things can be treated. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a one pill answer for everybody. That's for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's different, but there's, there's so much hope and there's so many ways that you can work through this. And, you know, I, I'd always get down because, you know, my parents would tell me, they'd say, Hey, there's, you'll get through this, but it may take a while. Mm-hmm. It may take years. They'd be like, our neighbor down the street, you know, really struggled um, for years, but she made it through and she's okay. And um, sometimes I didn't like to hear that. I'm like, I don't want to wait years for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really suffering, I feel like. And, but just remember that there, there is hope. It may take some time but also like there's so many things that I learned through it all, you know, uh, about, you know, the important things in life. And so remember to, to take the time to learn those things. Um, you know, time spent being depressed and anxious is hard and difficult, but it's not wasted time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you learn to be resilient, you learn to work through difficult, hard things. Um, and then you get out on the other side. And, and I just want people to, to imagine those who are struggling, imagine getting back to your baseline, back to normal. But now you're back to baseline and normal with all the skills that you've learned to handle challenges and struggles in life. And now you can apply that to everything that happens to you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. um and so so the time is not wasted there are, are options there are treatments um learn about them you know have hope in that and that's part of what i like to do is is tell people about these treatments and 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 things that you can do to get better and and there's certainly not one one answer but but there is one for you. And I am sure of that because I was that guy who thought for years the I'm going to be the one who doesn't make it through. I'm going to be the one who, who is like this the rest of their life. And here I am, um, you know, not just surviving, but, but thriving because of the experiences that I went through. Yeah. And I, I think, it's important to to note that, right? Like the experiences are what allow us to grow and where we learn the most. Um, and, and it's okay to have setbacks, right? And like you said, even 
a few days ago, you had a day where it was tough and that is normal too. And not to be discouraged when days like that come up. Yeah, definitely. You just, you just keep going. Things will get better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Burke, I, you know, I want to thank you again for coming on here, sharing your story, um, being vulnerable enough to talk through some of the, you know, the challenges you've had to go through, but also the journey you've been on and, and the work you've been doing. So thank you so much for, for doing that. Um, I guess for people, I know you mentioned your page, um, but if people want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to, to do that? So the best way to probably to get a hold of me would be uh, through our website, uh, theanxiousresistance.com. Um, you can go there and you can sign up for the email list. Um, but also our Facebook and Instagram page are also great ways to get a hold of me. Um, and and there's, there's lots of content there in all those places for, for people to look at and, and hopefully find something that is beneficial to them. Um, yeah, but, but if people have questions, if people want to know more about my experience, uh, go ahead and, and shoot me a message on social media or, or, or find my email on the website. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the chance to, to talk about this. Because honestly, it still helps to even uh, talk about it today and, and express feelings. Um, even if it was years ago. So mm -hmm. thanks for the opportunity. Um, I, I wish you all the luck too. And, and I hope everybody, you know, finds something beneficial in what we've talked about today. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you again for tuning in and uh, showing your support. Until next week.